was it's denim by Dawn. Shout out to him. It's a really nice bucket hat, and actually, I would have liked it for myself. And I'm realizing maybe it was about me, but he's never exactly worn it. Exactly what I said. But now, here's my question: Are they a bucket hat type wearing person? Yes, that's the fucked up thing. They are. Maybe but maybe you didn't like that label. Maybe they don't like. No, do you know what the excuse is? Ah, oh, but I was going out my hair. But all about other bucket hats fit in your. Dusty I don't. Want, I don't. Want, I don't want to ruin this one. It's special. You know what I think. You know. You know what. You know what. what? So, so as a kid, I would have framed it if it was special. Little, so you could think about it like it. this. Think about it like this. So, <laughs> as a kid, I always had this. I always had this thing that if I really like something, I'm not gonna use it. So if what I are really, kids? Uh, I'm getting children? to a point. All right. What's sorry. your point? What, what so it's like the don't way. Care about your point. Let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! That would be such a good intro, dog. Imagine that. You don't care about your point. You know what I mean? Like in the intro, like, we don't care about your point, and then, like, theme song, and then then let's go. Anyways, welcome back, Millennials. Wait, so ignore my point, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The point was he didn't use it, and I bought it for him with my hard earned money, and he needs to give it back because I would love it. No, but did you, did you, did did, when you, when you gifted, when you gifted the bucket hat, did you, did you tell him that you have to wear in order to make me feel good. No, 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 no. Communication. It's actually, no, it's communication. Does one have to communicate about that? I feel like it's a given that we if all someone buys you, different. yeah, if someone buys you a gift, right? Yeah. And especially things that are like clothing, wearables, things that, yeah, you know, when you when your girlfriend buys you a t-shirt or a shirt, you, wear you don't it. like it. But you're gonna have to wear it at some point. Cause how else do you show appreciation? Okay, this is my this, I'm, now my I'm gonna I'm gonna my point is gonna be heard. Okay. <laughs> is that we all we all value the way we show value differs, right? You show value in, in what you guys are saying. That the way that you show that you value something is that you use that thing, right? Yeah. Other people show that show that they value something by preserving it. Ne. So. If you gifted someone who shows value by, preser- by preservation a bucket hat and they don't wear it, maybe that's how they show that it's like I value it by preserving it. I, I'm I, wearing I, it once a year. I, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's for the special occasion. I hear you. I hear you, except that he valued his other bucket hats and he still wears them. No, but did he value them as much as he valued yours? Yeah, because they were from Japan. And it was who bought them? Where was who bought them? Wait, 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 who bought them? Mm-hmm. Who, who he bought, bought it them? himself. That's the whole point. I bought it to wear it. I didn't buy it to value. So, it. but no, the point is that you said the reason you weren't wearing it is because your effort is too big. But your effort is not too big for the other ones. Wait, can, can I say? Maybe my effort is gonna damage the bucket hat. Then give it back. Wait, did you ask, ask him to give it let back? Let me ask the no. question. Yes. Did you know that? His bucket hats are from Japan. Yes. And he loves Japan brands. It, it's it's literally it's a blank bucket hat. It's the, the only special thing about it yeah. is was it was bought in Japan. Yes. And, and yours, the one that you bought for him, it looks way cooler. Where did you buy it from? Denim from Dome. It was online. It's a South African brand. So you see, you bought a, a, a gift that you knew that he wasn't gonna appreciate. Because if you appreciated him, you'd have bought him a bucket hat from Japan. A blank bucket hat from Japan. From Japan, because he loves bucket hats anyway, from Japan. Shout like out to denim, denim, the denim by Dome is a whole lot doper than blank bucket hats from Japan. 
your anyway. crowd, uh, whatever denim, whatever name, send, send a check for this advertising. You know? I, I'm gonna tag him actually because he has pretty dope denim <laughs> jackets that is, I need. All I'm saying is denim by Dome. I don't know. His all I'm gonna say is one thing, Lelo. You decided that his bucket hats were whack because they were plain, and you decided that okay. he deserved a bucket hat that wasn't plain. Okay, and clearly con- he's okay. a plain here's bucket the, hat type of person. Context, it's my ex, so there's a little, there's a lot more there. There's but let's talk right? about how, yeah, not salt, but regrets. Oh Have you ever gifted some something that you regret, like the amount of money that you spent and no. effort? No. Have you ever? So it's not you. Have you ever regretted? Uh, I've never. I've never. Because at the moment when I gifted, I really truly felt special about yeah. the individual, and I really felt like that gift was what I deserved. I've, I've regretted not spending more. But hmm. circumstances. Circumstances. No, the reason I asked because I don't know was it this week or the week before that story of you that got guy. Gucci flip flops. <laughs> Boys walking oh, on his feet. <laughs> you know what can we say? Um, racism on my feet. What can I say? No, that's a rap song. That guy, that <laughs> that guy, man. We saw the post on Twitter. He demolished a house that he bought for his girlfriend. Yes. Then he was like, "Fuck that." The relationship ended. Whoever he is, big ups, dog. I I get why he did that though, because yeah. she put it up for sale. Oh, she, oh yeah. was that the backstory? Yeah. Like, she put, it was on property twenty four. She put it up for sale. Huh. And how dare you? I oh, bought yeah. the house for you. So if it was like she was living in it and he demolished it, then it would have kind of been fucked up. She put but it up for sale. Like I bought, I bought it for you. I bought the stand. I bought the house for you, and you want to sell it? So was it in her name? Yeah, yeah, the stand was in her name. Wow. No, but for me. But apparently, respect, yeah. hold on. Someone in the comments was there about law and whatever. Mm. She owns the land, but she doesn't own the house. Yeah. So he had every right to destroy the house because it was his, but the land was hers. So that's why he can't reclaim back the land, but he can for sure reclaim back so, his uh, bricks and mortar. So, but um, here's my question. Yep. So when, Ooh, we um, well, I, you guys might not have the answer to it. So basically when you build a house, there are two different titles. So there's a title deed for the land and then there's a title deed for the actual structure. Apparently, according to the guy in the comment section, yes. Okay, okay. I'm not a lawyer, that's so quite, I wouldn't That's quite interesting, that's quite interesting. But also, damn, dog, like, this is why context is so important. Do you know people are all going off at this guy without context? I was just like, ah, like, you know when I read the story, I, I, I just, I was like, hey, big up, dog, you, 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 heal the way you need to heal, you know what I mean? <laughs> nah, for me. But for me, I'm just like, so many people are going, are for, are for him, so many people are against him, and I'm just yeah. like, do you what's the context? Do you know the particular the particular events that led to this thing being demolished like this? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I, I'm interested in the particular events that led to him breaking up. No, taking out so much money, pussy, swiping it, pussy. and then no man, no pussy can be that good. <laughs> that I'm buying you a two three million rand stand with a house and all of that shit, and still building it for you. But I'm I love it in your name, no, but you know what? You know you you know what it is. We just spoke about gifting. You know, you know. Sometimes we it makes the person feel good. It's not. It's not about. Why are you buying your girlfriend a house? A girlfriend, not even a wife. Buying her house, building it for her. No, I. I, The thing is, it goes. It goes back to the fact that it's. It's all about how we value things in life. You know what I mean? For him, that. For him, that's his drug. 
that's what makes him feel ecstatic. That's what makes him feel alive. You know what I mean? Mm. To be like, I'm doing all because look, we know we know people in this day and age who are like, yeah, 21st century woman, we are all for feminism and everything yeah. like that. You know what I mean? And they go at home and they and they're out here being the whole day, you know what I mean? <laughs> On their knees, you know what I mean, bound to their Because that's what makes them feel good, you know what I mean? So yeah. even though it doesn't make sense to us, at the time it makes sense to him. I mean, I mean, I get that, but I feel like also when you do certain things, you have to think about how you're gonna you're gonna function or how it's gonna be once the, if the relationship ever ends. Yeah. So for me, his reaction seems like he he never thought about it. He never thought about the the whole thing of okay, what what should happen if our relationship ends? Because that's what I'm saying. Why do you buy a girlfriend? To, how, not a wife or something that's more, you know. I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that if the relationship just ended, and you know whatever, she would have been like, "Alright, cool, I built it for you." But it's an extra betrayal that the relationship ended, and maybe even before it ended, you decided to sell the house. Okay, maybe because that's different. Okay, maybe that's betrayal. Up, but yeah, I think they're lingering on this. But what I'm saying is maybe not even selling the house. Do they come to an agreement and saying, "Alright, cool, listen." The million spent on this. What was the way forward? Should we sell it and then you split it or whatever? Or you can stay in the house and then you can pay rentals to me. You know, was there not an agreement? Can I? Can I? I know we're lingering on this and this is not the topic for the day. But I saw something and it's sort of kind of interrelated. Um, This guy posts a screenshot and it's a conversation that's obviously been had before. But he posts a screenshot of a conversation of the bride saying, "Babe." We're very like we're very disappointed that you didn't come to the wedding, um, and it was very costly. Your seat was like one point five. Yeah, Can you repay us? My theory is, if I came, would you still ask me for the refund? Because initially, you and you knew you were never getting that money back because you paid for it. the person was going to be there. But now, all of a sudden, you want the money back. It's not out of like Wait. it's out of spite. It's no, the, the, no, the reason, it's the different. reason, no, that's different because. You RSVP'd, right? And said you're coming. So the reason that 1.5 seat was spent because you RSVP'd and said you're coming. Here you said, no, I'm not coming. That saves me a 1.5. No, but no, no, no. But technically, in reality, you you paid the bulk amount. Okay, no, no, I think I don't know. Like different. even if yeah. even if do you know what do you not know, get a deposit back? Do you know what it is, Lilo? Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is, Lilo? People pay for experiences. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you had come. I would, you would, you would forever be in my memories of my wedding. You know what I mean? So you, you are there in the pictures. We can always talk about it. It's something that I'll remember. It's something that I found value in. You know what I mean? So now when you're not there, not only am I losing out on the experience of having a friend that I value at my wedding, okay, also so I'm out of pocket. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, it's double, so, so it's, it's double pain in a would sense. Would you pay back? Would you pay back? I, I would try. I'd give like. I'll try. I'll. The percent. thing is, I'm for like, me, yeah, for me, the thing is, the thing is, for me, is that if you, if I did RSVPs to say that I am coming, then definitely, like yeah, then definitely, definitely yeah. I have to pay. But it's a different story if it's a thing of, I'm doing this, you have to pay. You haven't asked me whether I'm available on that day. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. You're assuming that based on our friendship, it's automatically happening. See, it's, it's, like, it's like those birthday dinners where people say, "Oh yeah, I'm having a birthday." dinner come through and they choose the most expensive restaurant and they're not covering anything so it's like and i can't okay, afford I'll, a steak exactly, i can't even get a salad that's gonna be like 300 bucks you know type of, type of situation i want to celebrate your day with you but 
Damn, bro. No, <laughs> and it's worse because now when when you are trying to order water, they're like, "Hey, do you want bottle or tap?" Yeah. Now you have to be on the side of the dog. It can give you some of the taps. Just the tap. Tap. You know what I mean? Which one's the rusted one? The rusted tap. The free tap. And I'm seeing more. I think more and more as we grow older and the circles that we start moving in. There's less of that. Yeah. You know, there's less prize where bring in prize. I hated that that that, that concept. I the think it was more prize. of a job concept and it's really it's like it's disappointing like, oh, I'm having a bride, please bring this and this and this. I'm like, but why are you having why a bride? Why are you having a bride? At least state it out. Like let's have a, a thing of like bring in shares. I like bring in shares because it's like a little communal thing. A pot yeah. yeah, situation. situation. Yeah. But now you're saying, okay, I'm having a no, you're not having a bride. You are hosting my food and my presence. <laughs> You're giving me a place. <laughs> but, okay, but here's okay. Here's my question. What's the difference between as when as okay? I'm gonna take it from a gents' point of view. Sorry for the whole gendering of the situation. Yes, I. But you know, so now you have to apologize for gendering <laughs> things, motherfucker. Although it has it had good intent. But in, in any case, oh my god, I'm about to get cancelled. <laughs> Yes, you're yeah. already cancelled. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> so, so my saying is like we all know as gents, there's always a thing of if gents are stuck on the same page. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a sense, now what they're doing is they're just taking ownership of that situation because there's always an instigator of let's come together. There's always a let's come together, let's put money together, and let's do this thing. Yeah, you know but yeah. I mean? we planned, no, that's but a different. We, we are... planned it together. Yeah. It wasn't an invite. Then. Exactly. If I get like, on, oh, no. let's. But now, I'm, 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 but now the thing is, it's it's an invite to plan. I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 like, it's like a holiday. Like, hey, right now we're playing a holiday. I say, hey, so so do you wanna come? Ah, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I'm two. I mean, two ways about it. Cool. You're not. Like you know, you you're not like what's the English word? Sakua man. You're not obligated <laughs> yeah. to, to to come. Come. In, yeah, right? yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, hey guys. Let, let, let's do let's a weekend go away. Let's yeah. go spend some five k's here and there. It's up to you to say no. Like I'm just putting it out there. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. see something for uh, fun for us to do. It's like you're saying, hey guys, let's go out. Let's go to taboo or something, or okay. let's go to. All right, you know, all right. It's no. up to you to decide. You've explained. Mm, you guys it, yeah. are going here. No, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, you've explained. But if I say it, let's yeah. go to there. Yeah, I, I I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I totally. But I, I mean, I, but as you said, that I think the more you grow older, you start associating with people who understand, understand and share the same yeah. values. You know what I mean? People who care less about posting on the gram and more about enjoying the situation. You know what I mean? That's so you're not line. sitting at a lunch and people are constantly trying to take pictures instead of eating. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a very deep place. Yeah. Uh, no man, because the thing is, you know what it is for me. Sometimes it's just like and. I, I totally agree that sharp we capture we we have been given technology to be able to capture moments. You know what I mean? But sometimes can we capture the authentic moments? You know what I mean? Authenticity. Yeah, let's capture the. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if in the moment, like remember when we were, we were talking about this at the soul sessions, where I was like, I, like I hated, I hated the picture that they took at that other club. You know what I mean? I'm like, you should have asked me. I don't like the pictures, but for me, it's like but that's, that's the authentic, authentic moment. moment yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now a lot of people will be like. Oh, let me see the picture. I don't like it. Let's retake it. You spend yeah. you're spending an hour trying to capture a perfect moment. You're like, but that's not authentic for me. You know what I mean? True. So let's if we're gonna be capturing it, let's capture the authentic. But moment. not 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 everybody can hire photographers and all that to capture those authentic moments. You can capture it yourself, maybe, but yeah. you wanna be in it. You wanna be like, hey, geez, you know, yeah, let's capture the fine. sunset. Let's Shut if and you don't capture my good side and, and my dimples not showing, okay, fine. Let's <laughs> but also, on. I feel like now even the pictures that we are taking are coming from setup. No, like they're not even for the gram anymore. Like 
some of the best pictures I've taken all year have made it to the gram. You know, they, they are now for myself, for yeah. recording my moments with people that I care about and love. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. and I think that's where we're moving to. But even people. even so, people now created this whole photo dump thing, yeah, where, that. that's where quite dope. you you want it, it is dope, but then it is essentially just going back What's to posting photo dump? Every, where you post all your unposted pictures for the month, for oh. the month, yeah, like oh, February photo dump. Which is essentially those images that didn't make it to the gram, but you want them to make it to the gram so people can see how great your life is, even though they're not picture perfect. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like the more pictures now, the more situations that we record, you know, um, the better our outlook on life. When you go back and say, oh, wow, I was so happy. I was so young. I was doing this. I was this. You can recapture those, some of those moments. You know, for authentic moments, not okay. I'm trying to capture the right cut of angle, the right type of. Person. The I'm just here with my people. But, you but, know? but here's my point, and and this is my problem when I go back to this whole thing of people always fucking taking pictures of food for no reason. Anyway, shut. So, <laughs> but my thing is, I think of situations where I go, I go back in my gallery and I look at pictures. Right? It's always, I, it's always one picture that triggers a memory. You know what I mean? It's always that one picture of someone doing weird shit you know what i mean i don't want i don't i don't want to put people in the class, you know what? it's what always happened? it's always that picture where you all looking crust and like damn bro mm. and then you start walking down memory lane you know what i mean yeah. you're no longer going back and looking at other pictures that are similar to it it's just that picture triggered memories in your head Not and the most valuable conversation that you have about the, uh, about your past when you're chilling with your mates and you're like damn dog do you remember this remember day? day you know what i mean oh. you're not pulling out videos you're not pulling out images yeah. you're literally just having a conversation with this person about that experience you know what i mean and i think though it's very as much as we as okay like i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of contradict myself here that yeah at some point they might help other people maybe down the line your children are going through your cloud storage like damn dad you're 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 a motherfucker you know what i mean sharp so for them it's it's important but for you i I don't think having those pictures really does a lot you know i think it does i think we're reinventing the wheel because um our parents basically did the same thing you look at pictures and you're like there was no occasion here but they needed to capture the moment because they oh, were they having a really good. Oh my god! You were there on trees. Oh my god! And also, you have to look at the environment. You know, the, the world that we're living in. There was so little things to celebrate. You, had, you had to, to capture to celebrate the every little moment. You know. But why do you think? But they've got so much nostalgia for those days. Have you seen how they've got so much nostalgia yeah. for those days? Where they they literally had the bare minimum to celebrate. But those celebrations when they, they when they celebrated, <laughs> they, celebrated. they went <laughs> in. No, but seriously, I feel like even with us, you know, I still have moments where I wanna go back. I wouldn't mind going back to the last years of high school. I wouldn't mind the going back to days, varsity. Yeah. Where things were just simpler. Yes, I had less money, but my goodness, I was happy. You were drinking I for was, four days um, straight. You no, know, my body was something amazing <laughs> you know i could eat what i wanted i would still have abs but you know all of those weird little things that come together you know you felt like a superstar in every little thing so so i mean i mean touching on what you just said so clearly from what you're saying is that the more you get in life does it it doesn't equate to you getting happier somehow somewhere it, it kind of seems like you become less happy you become more comfortable yeah. but you become less happier when you're uncomfortable you are very happy so like how do you then what what do you as if you right now going forward what do you define as this is the happiness this is happiness for me 
Do you know how they always say everybody has that number? Mm. I have reached that number so many times in my career so far. Yeah. Like when I was like, okay, cool. When you, you know, when you start out, okay, you graduate. Okay, I need this number now, and you get it in a couple of years. And okay, next number. You get it next couple of years. Okay, pass that number. Even like take money aside or things that you want to do or things that you want to achieve. You want to do this and you get things. Like, okay, what's next? Because it's not really as as fulfilling as you wanted. You want it to be. It's not do as you, fulfilling you know? as they painted it, right? Yeah. Do you not think it's maybe because um, back then you were living life? Right, and now you're at a point where you are living life to prepare for the life you want to have, and you're not actually being in the moment. And once you get to that point, you miss the times where you actually live in life. Because once you get to that point, you you still you keep going. You're still looking for that that extra number. But back then, you were just kind of like, oh, we're in the moment. Let's do it. You know, fuck it, whatever. Having fun. And maybe that's the issue. Like we're we're chasing, we're chasing the unattainable. Like I I saw I saw a tweet. Right, this. And I think I sent I sent it to you guys in the group. This yeah. lady called I guess her name oh, is Vanessa. Vanessa ID. She says, I think millennials are having a hard time realizing young people see us as old because the traditional markers for adulthood are still unattainable unattainable or possible for many of us. House, career, savings, long term partner, etc. We were stuck in prolonged adolescence. Yeah. So you're always nostalgic for the good times, but you can never really attain the milestones that make you an adult. Yeah, yeah but I think I think you know what I think a lot. I think when I sit down, when I read that, when I hear you, hear you read that tweet, because I know it's word, is that for me it just goes back to when who I was at 16, who I was at 18, and who I am now. You know what I mean? How old are you? At, now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm 25, but like at 16, the the the, the 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 markers of success for me at the time or the markers of okay now you are an adult were all set for me by my community society at large my parents extended yeah. family you know what i mean it was all of oh no you need to get you need to be you have to go you have to go to school you have to go to varsity mm. get a good paying job you need to get married you know what i mean at the time yeah. it was very religious so it was like yeah the sooner you get married have kids you know what i mean and for me at the time because I, well at the time i I had a very large thinking capacity, but I had a very small decision-making capacity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I could think about these things and actually conceptualize them, but I couldn't make the decision as to whether they were for me or not. So I just accepted them. You, you know what I mean? And the older I got, the less I actually um, associated with those things. Like I was like, it's like I don't want to get married. Marriage is not for me. So toss that out the window. You know what I mean? Um, I did the school thing. Done. I'm just like, and now I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the point of. Was it worth it? You know what I mean? Why did I like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, shout. Are you not sorry to interrupt, but are you not questioning it's worth because you were told if you achieve this you can have A, B, and C? I am. I, I really am question I'm questioning it's worth because of that. And also I'm questioning it's worth of if I was never told all these things, what decisions would I have made? If I had a blank slate and I was looking at life and I was just like, how would I have directed my life? You know what I mean? Because now what I'm doing is I'm trying to change course. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. And I don't think a lot of, and I think I'm in, I'm in a privileged situation where I can have that conversation. Like, I actually want to change you course. Do. You know what I mean? Yeah, sharp. When I grew up, like, without any, like, external motivation, I was like, dude, like, me piloting is one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I'm looking at, when I'm looking at it, like the happiest moments I have is when I'm driving. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Like when I'm driving, that yeah. that man connected with the machine, the type of things that you can actually do in a car, they just they fulfill me. So I'm just thinking that how much how much happier would I be if I was in an airplane and I was the one driving? You know mm. what I mean? So and at the time, so when I when I left high school and I actually took the decision to go into engineering, it was a thing of okay, sharp. I have to go to varsity. My parents want me to go to varsity. People don't think that um, piloting is actually a fruitful career, which of course they are right because I mean looking at the situation right now. But also the thing of sharp. You no do, national you know, airline. Yeah. So you you do you do so you do engineering from engineering you can then branch into piloting because it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a similar and it's a way to make everyone path, happy. You know what I mean? It's a way to make everyone happy. You know what I mean? And right now I'm like, like fuck this engineering degree, dog. Like, <laughs> like my word. Like I literally spent so many so much time. Like sharp. You know, like I I start I start stroking my ego to be like, okay, it's one of the most difficult. It's one of the more difficult degrees to do. And you it's did what, it. And I did it. The sense of accomplishment is all there. Mm. But I am. Really not fulfilled with it. It doesn't. It, it gave me no satisfaction. Is, it, is that the reason you like you're going all the way to your masters? Even, like it's like I think for me right now it's like just prove you can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Prove to yourself that you can just do it. You know, like just see through. Just I'm just seeing it to the end. I'm literally seeing. And the thing is, that right now, even like I'm like in the early stages of my masters, I'm just like every time I have to open my laptop, it's the biggest. Struggle, you know what I mean? Like, I've got energy, I'm there, I'm doing all, all, all other all types of work, <laughs> but the work to do my master's as soon as I open it, I'm just like, My god, what the hell, dog? Like, okay, this we, can't be as long as you keep knowing and going back to why you're doing it, you know? Like, for me, like, it's always been all right, cool. Yes, I want to have an MBA, but also, fucking hell, I'm paying. Cut off a million rand overall for this yeah. thing. So I'm not gonna just slack yeah. and mm. fail. And after I have it, I'm gonna make sure I put it to good use. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that thing. So you have to find something that's gonna motivate you to keep doing it. Because it's just like, ah. Uh, because you get to those moments, especially during the pandemic, earlier stages of the pandemic, I was like, oh man, I don't wanna do this anymore. I'm tired. Um, you know, but I just keep going back. People in my, in my life keep on saying, yo, listen. Remember why you, you started, started it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we have to just go back to that and keep pushing yourselves and just go back to ego. And I think what you said is like because you want to prove that you can do it. That's your ego talking. You know, it's saying you want to do but that. But that doesn't. But but you you stroking your ego will not make you happy. And that's why. In the sense, in the sense, in the sense, like you know when people when you hear sayings like it's lonely at the top. It is lonely. Yeah, you're getting your ego stroke to 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 heaven and back, but it's like you don't you, you don't feel happy anymore. Yeah, because you're not stroking your own ego. Other people are doing it for you. For you, I mean, dude, ego stroke is an ego. <laughs> you know, I think stroking your own ego is amazing, but when other people stroke your ego, <laughs> it's I mean, more amazing. It, but it's, it's you know, more amazing, but it's it's like empty. It's like it's like you know when people dog. when it's 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 basically hollow. You have it's a hollow statue, it's a hollow golden statue. It's golden, but it's hollow inside. I feel like, and I've always had this opinion. Excuse me. Like, as, at the end of the day, right, you should be able to go back and st- be able to stroke your own ego. Like, don't let what everyone else says about you matter that much that it defines you. Mm. You still need to go back into the mirror and see. Like sometimes, you know, you 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 hear and see what other people say about you. 
you think, wow, they really think I am that great. That's wonderful. <laughs> but when you go into the mirror and look at you, you're this depressed person. That's why the people that commit suicide and all those things, these famous rich actors and musicians, like, this guy seemed like he had, he had everything. He had the love and adulation of everybody around him. The world loved him. Why would this man commit suicide? He had money, he had fame, he had the girls. I can, I can relate to that. He struck his own ego. I can, I can, I can 100% relate to that because at the moment, um, I know I'm capable of doing 110% of anything I put my mind to. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean what I'm putting my mind to is my passion. So I've got a job now and I know I'm doing it fucking brilliantly. I knew when I stepped into that interview room that I'd get it like this lily white company trying to employ me and like I had no, I had no, um, doubts about whether or not I'd get the job and I know I'd do it well and I knew I'd for lack of a better word revolutionize the way they're doing um, things. Just hold on before you continue. Um on your left shoulder just there's some dust there. Please dust it off. Just yeah. <laughs> dust off your shoulder. <laughs> hey you need to we're talking about stroking your exactly. own I am here. I know I'm capable I mean, in a position in like three months. Uh, oh. <laughs> and you know the funny man. thing is my boss is there like whenever and we need to get air horns. Um, uh, speak no, to be, 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 be. our procurement division, <laughs> our producer. Let's get air horns for this podcast. <laughs> no, because like whenever, and it's a situation of whenever my boss introduces me to new people, um, it's always about oh, this isn't Dando. She is our A, B, and C. And I notice every time he introduces me to something, someone new, over time, as he realizes what I'm doing, he just keeps upping my position. But not my pay. Hey. But he's upping my position. That's the problem, right? I started as a sales and marketing administrator, and I met another guy yesterday, and he's basically like, "Yeah, she's the office manager." I was like, "When, dog? Since when?" Okay. So there's all this ego stroking, and you know, I'm doing it well, and I know I can do it well, and I know I can get that big money, but. I don't think I've lost in this company for 13 years because that is not where my passions lie. I did this job because I, re- I got to a point where I'm kind of like, I know my mom followed her passion and she had to give up following her passion for like, you know, the job security and, you know, her kids doing well and all of these things. Yeah. And when I know all she wanted to do was practice. And she would be perfectly happy with running a practice that may be running at a loss just because she made a difference in her patients' lives. Like at the moment, she's back to practicing. Shout out to her. J&J needs to give her a vaccine though. But she's there and, you know, in public hospitals, what doctors push is numbers. How many patients did you see in a span of eight hours? And she'll spend like an hour with a patient and she'll come home and she's like... "Mm." spoke to this patient and you know i gave her a new perspective and she you know the patient was like very thankful and i'm like this is what you should be doing so i gave up on my unrealistic dream and i felt it was unrealistic because there were you know barriers and whatever but i'm kind of like i know i can do this other thing so why don't i just what was do your unrealistic dream it was um if you ask me and and this has been like my dream for the longest time because i remember in grade in crash grade art ne? there was this and like I, the the memory is very vivid we had like a you know when they do like little concerts at the end of the year oh what yeah. do you want to be and i'm like i wanted to be a vet you know i wanted to be a, a doctor of some sort then i realized i have a fear of birds so like the vet thing wouldn't work yeah you're gonna like, kill oh. the bird yeah i'm like ah, <laughs> no i'm like oh wait people i'm okay with people and since 
I started school, I've always wanted to be a doctor. Okay. Then Grey's Anatomy came through, I'm like, oh, this trauma stuff looks like really, really interesting. And I set up my entire life. Whoever's known me for more than 10 years knows the dream was to become a trauma surgeon. Yeah. And and I built my entire life and my entire mindset and how hard I worked around the fact that one day I would be a general in the South African military health services yeah. doing my doctor shit, you know? Doing tourniquets and whatever is in Grey's Anatomy, that kind of shit, you know. But then reality hit in and um, I got sick during my undergrad, so my grades weren't as good. And I need shout out to me because I survived many, many like near-death experiences and still got my degree. Shout out to Dando. Shout out to <laughs> Eagle Stroking. What's the Hua name, Gabe? Shout out to <laughs> Chantal. Shout out to Chantal. Shout out to Chantal. But um, realistically, Vert said, you need a 90% average. And I'm like, but guys, please take into the account that I almost died. They're like, fuck you dying. We need yeah. a 90% average. And Wait, you needed a 90% average to... To get into graduate yes. entry program, yes. Because they said those wow. are the people who succeed. And you know what the fucked up thing is now that we're talking about how fucked up Vitz is? Yeah. That graduate entry program doesn't account for the fact what you got 90 to 90 in. 90 yeah. You could have done 90 in tourism. As long as you got 90, you got in. Wow. I got a 70, 65% average for a science degree. Yeah. The first three years of what they did in med school was what I did in the three years that I did. Yeah. And they were like, ah, but 60, what is that? So then I kind of be like, yeah. ah, I'm tired of fighting the system and the racism and this and that. Let me just go do a job that I can do and get the money. And then when I'm at a point where I've got the money and I'm comfortable, I can go back to my dream. Because I can't. Okay. one thing I did learn from Gimp and when I wrote the graduate, uh, the, the admission test, like there were people's mothers who were there. Oh. Like people's mothers, people's fathers. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, I, I grew up in like a situation where people were like, be the first. Like, I remember when I was graduating, South Africa had its youngest doctor, and I think he was 23 when he graduated from med school. So I had this thing of, ah, let's do it. I wanna be the first yeah, I want to be the first to do something. And now I'm just at a point where I'm like, it's fine if I become a doctor at like 45. Yeah, I yeah. would have got what I wanted yeah. to do. I but mean, at the moment, I'm living just to afford my life. And yeah. as soon as I can afford my life and, and get comfortable, yeah, you know, you know what you're just saying. Like it literally hits home for me because I'm just like, yeah, people can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> it hits. Let's hit the high principle. <laughs> anyway, um, so it really hits home for me, and that's why I when the conversation started was like, there's a difference between getting your ego stroked and actually achieving your goals and being happy in them. You know what I mean? Because actually being a doctor at 23, that's stroking your ego to be like, oh my goodness, I did something that no one else has ever done. Mm. You know what, what I mean? What if he did that by accident? That was never the goal. He just yeah. wanted to be a yeah, doctor but now, everything yeah, else yeah, just but fell now, in place. If everything else just fell in place for him. Yeah, or for him or her or him, whatever him. it is. Yeah, or oh, him. It has to be a him. Come on. Yeah, hey, I'm <laughs> joking. I'm no, I won't <laughs> But the thing is, we can't, we can't generate him because he never said he's a he. We don't know what he had in Yeah, he didn't tell what his pronouns. We don't know. You guys are so <laughs> condescending. <laughs> so condescending. <laughs> but we so really don't. Anyway. <laughs> so, but the thing is now is that now, as you said, Lelo, is that you were starting, you were starting to um, use his what he did as your marker as benchmark of success. You know what I mean? And that shouldn't be the case. If you get your degree at thirty, you got your degree at thirty. It it doesn't have less meaning. You know what I mean? It might be less of an ego stroke, but you still got it, and you're still chasing your own dream. You know what I mean? And I think, and that's where it goes back to when I was trying to say that 
as soon as you start start sharing off what society expects of you and you start aligning yourself with what you expect of yourself i think that's when you actually start to find true happiness in what you do mm. in wow. what you do yeah but this is where the, the, it's you're agreeing with her tweet then because those people who feel I said I disagree. no 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 <laughs> I but you are in line with what she's saying yeah. because people who feel like they're old feel like they haven't achieved the things they achieved by a certain age because society said by a certain age you, you have should. to have certain yeah, things yeah, so yeah, yeah. the happy people are like fuck it i'm 25 i'm living at home but you know what i'm 35 i'm, I'm doing this i'm 40 i'm doing, doing this, this. yeah Good. you know i'm I, like i'm I, it was moving back home for me was difficult because of the freedom bit because like my dad is like, like hella strict and i want to be a hoe yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> hoeing is very difficult when you're at That's home strict dad but like i also i i noticed over time how my interactions with people changed um in terms of like online dating for example yeah, yeah. oh do you have your own place back then i had my own place and i could say proudly yeah i'm my own place yeah and then moving back home it was like oh yeah unfortunately i live at home it's not unfortunately anymore I live at home. That's the situation. If you don't have a place, we can Airbnb. Yeah, you know? we'll figure it like out. Like I'm, yeah, I'm no yeah. longer at the point where I'm like, oh, but other twenty-five-year-olds have their own place because those are other twenty-five-year-olds. We're completely different. Do you think as millennials, we are slowly but surely, and also from that uh, Vanessa's tweet, right? Like, are we slowly but surely moving away from using society or using your peers and what everyone else is doing around you as the marker of success? Because I'm think I'm thinking now, you know, rewind like two two years, three years back when social media was hitting its peak. I feel like that's when it really peaked, you know. Um, everything that you're seeing online was trying to tell you that this is where you're supposed to be as a yeah, human being. Because yeah, yeah. we had never had access to so many human beings and throughout the world, yeah. you know. Like yeah. now, I think more and more millennials. And the older we get, I think maybe the wiser we are getting. It's like you can see that okay, I'm not gonna compare myself to a 23 year old kid that's doing something crazy there for whatever reason he's able to do what he's doing. I'm not gonna compare myself to a Justin Bieber, you know. Like when you see the things that let's say a Justin Bieber right now, what he's going through now as a grown as a grown millennial, someone who experienced success at such an early age, yeah, he's getting to the stage of like a stage where people people go through that in their late 40s and the late 50s where it's like okay i've got all these things what but what does it really mean for me you know what am i doing like you know you can hear it in his music and see in him as a human being as he's growing and yeah there's the, the kids that have grown in front of our eyes but you say kids but we are the age group you know mm. he's like 10 28 28 or 29 or something yeah you know? yeah 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 and just like he's at that at that stage and when we will when we get to that stage where we're like Okay, I've done this the way society wanted me to do it, or I've done this in a certain way. What has it gotten me? You know, more and more millennials, in, even in their early thirties, people turn thirty and still they're still comfortable with not driving that car or not mm. doing this, not doing that. Because you know, I'm gonna be thirty soon, and I'm like, man, the version of thirty that I have now compared to the version of thirty that I had five years ago to the version of 30 that i had in high school is so far removed from that yeah. so divorced from that you know? Do you know what i think it is also um and i know we, we put a lot of negatives to to social media because you know it's pretty fucked up in itself but i think our parents had 
the, 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 the idea of success from hearing just the success stories. Yeah. And they had no backstory to kind of see, oh, Bill Gates actually had a rich father to begin with, you know? Exactly. So social media has allowed us to actually just track people's progress from the very beginning. And then you're able, when, you, when you're able to see like, like out, realistically, that would have never happened to me because yeah. I didn't have a rich family. Exactly. We now are able to say, you know, your version of success could have never been my version of success. So I shouldn't yeah. benchmark what you have and say, that's what I need to get. Because realistically, the things in your life that happen have allowed you to have that success. Exactly. And even, I can't have that because I, I had a completely different life. Yeah. Like, even for me, when I look at it from both ends, right? Where I'm like, even from a positive point of view, where I see somebody who's my age group and they haven't achieved half of what I've achieved. Mm. You know, I don't look down on them. I don't have this thing of like, oh, you've wasted your life. You're doing this. I, I acknowledge the privilege that I might come from and say, yes, we might have been in the same class, studying the same thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the same year, in everything, mm. you know, we had the same route, but everyone has a different journey because I might have had that support structure to propel me to the next stage of my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. You know, because that's a big stage that we never really do talk about where you're moving from full-time student who has really nothing else to worry about to now, now must become an adult. Mm. You know, whether it's your upbringing or if you have a support structure and all of that, my lack of that support structure maybe of like, okay, I can, like for me, moving back home was never an option. You know, mm. I stayed by myself from first year. And I was like, by the time I graduate, I need to make sure I'm secure. Yeah, I don't want to move home, you know. So I had the, I had secured a job by the time I graduated, so that I can continue living by myself, you know. And I feel like that has driven me to get where I am quicker than some of my peers, mm. because I had that thing. I'm like, hey, I can't, I cannot feel. I don't want to go back home. I don't want to go back. But a lot of other people, like, okay, cool, they graduate. If job doesn't come, they have to move back to KZN, they have to move back to Eastern Cape just for a year or two to just to mm, find themselves, themselves and whatever, or go back home and just, you know, I feel like that thing also takes a couple of years away from you, you know, and I will never look back down on you and say, oh no, you shouldn't, and for them, I think also they look at it and be like, hey man, we have different journeys, we will yeah. find our roots, you know, like, it's just that we are getting to the stage where we don't compare, because man, back then, we were all comparing ourselves to these guys who are making money from their parents, mm. guys who, because you'd see it in high school. I mean, high school was a bit trash in the sense because you'd see guys who are coming in in these cars and you're like, yeah. damn, why, my, why can't my parents give me a car? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know? Or in first year varsity and yeah. they got a car and you're like, ah. Like, ah but we came parents. to the same high school. Mm. Why, why, where's the disparity? But no, I think we're getting there. We're saying, okay, dude, take your own journey. I see it with my brothers, you know? Like, my, my middle brother, my youngest brother, well, middle younger brother, you know. Complicated, but yeah, okay. But yeah, he's <laughs> younger than me, you know, and he has chosen a whole different route, and that's, that's a conversation I had to have with my parents. But like, he's not going to have the same journey as I and I have had. Don't, don't ever compare that. And they struggled with that, because even from high school, went to the same high school, did everything the same, and they just couldn't get it. Like, why are you not getting the same marks as your brother? Why? Yeah, and I had yeah. to shut that shit down quick. I'm like, this is me. a different human being on his own. You know, whether he chooses to go this route or go that route, it's his own journey. You as a parent, you just need to trust your parenting skills that he's going to make the decisions that are right for him. Yo, bro, when I hear you say that, I'm just, I just realized how fucked up the lottery of life is, hey? Because it's literally a thing of so many things need to align. You can prepare the best you want to, but so many things need to align. You know what I mean? The fact, the fact that 
you as a person are so strong-willed and you know how to get what you want to get. Yeah. You know what I mean? That you like you know when you are that strong-willed, your parents kind of just say, you know what, whatever. You'll you figure do it what out. What you're gonna do, figure it out. Exactly. But if you aren't, they just feel like they have to push you to that success, to that success, and then they start measuring you against. Other people who yeah. have a totally different set of of, of circumstances, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when you go to the high school, when you go to the high school examples, that people just get this idea driven in them that you are a person, you are you have full functionality of your body, you have everything. The person next to you is achieving, why aren't you achieving? Mm-hmm. They don't take into account the fact that a the type of system that you guys are using to educate me isn't isn't something that's compatible with me exactly. it's compatible with this person but it's not but compatible yeah, with me yeah. you know what i mean and then we all get um thing and then we all get pushed into one um matrix matrix of, of success you know yeah. what i mean and as a person you have to break away from that matrix of success you know what i mean to be like society gives me a failure but I don't give myself as a failure because there are those people in the in the world. We all know a person who is extremely happy in what you would consider a shitty life. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. And that person is just like He's living their life. I am the happiest you'll ever find me. When you'll be in your you'll be in your bedroom crying, crying with, with your depression, anxiety, everything, and heads, nice whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? In a nice car. And when are they chilling in their shack and they're like, my God, I'm so happy. They go to sleep, they're happy, they smile. You know what I mean? They got everything they need. Dude, I I see people who have walked, I know people who have walked away from corporate. Well paying job, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they went on to do something just very different, less money. But when you meet them again, just they are so happy and in tune with who they are. Like you walked away from this. Corporate is the devil, you know? This big paying job, everything was sorted out for you, and you're just like, nah, bruh. And I feel like. And that's where I'll go back again. I think the millennials have that advantage now. With we've experienced so much so quickly that we can make these decisions earlier. You know, instead of having a, a midlife crisis of like forty or fifty, mm. we can have this quarter life crisis now in our late twenties, going to thirty. You know, just like, ah man, this is not for me. Let me go try something else. Someone just goes into events, you know, and just starts booms. <laughs> you know, like you yeah. might end up becoming more richer than you. You know, if if we're talking about money. But him being rich also can be just him being fulfilled and just doing what he loves or what she loves, you know. And I think the measure of success has to, it really has to like really readjust it from our point of view because I feel like overall, yes, there is what society wants to be at, you know, as black millennials. But individually, you just go back and stroke your own ego. Like, nah, nah I might not have this, but I yeah. shit. I'm good. I'm yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go back to Snoop Dogg. I like to thank me. <laughs> I like to thank me. <laughs> thank you, Snoop Dogg. I like to thank me. But so, like, I guess then my question, then my question becomes that there are people who are still stuck in that, in that infinite loop of society where they are not good enough to meet societal expectations. You know what I mean? They'll never be good enough. They have to accept. They'll never be good enough to accept those expectations. How do they break away from that and start to find happiness within themselves? I mean, something realistic, like, do you think there's anything you can actually tell that person and be like, realistically, bruv, this is how, this is, this is something I can tell you to help you break away. But you know, I think people who are stuck in that rut were never really given the opportunity to decide for themselves what their passions are. Yeah. Because once you know what you want in life, it's fuck everyone else, eh? Like I'm not I'm not trying to make anyone else but myself happy. But if 
from a young age you were conditioned to believe that this is what you want and a lot of people um you just come to me and be like oh do you want to be a doctor because your mom and your aunt and your you know your mom and your aunt were a doctor and your grandmother was a nurse i genuinely just wanted to live a great anatomy kind of life you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and as unrealistic as that may be to other people it's what pushed me forward if you don't know what you want in life and this is not to say also it's very unrealistic to assume that at 18 we know what the fuck we want in life because yeah, we really don't exactly. but I mean, they assume that uh, when you're in grade 9 so <laughs> when you have to start choosing <laughs> yeah, subjects yeah so they already like, assume ah, that you know the subjects yeah. that you choose here will be you the know, one that define your life, life uh, yeah. so maybe that up. like that's the number one problem we're supposed to the, the, the society has defined that at a certain age you need to know what you want in life and people feel like once you get to that point and you don't know you're already a failure so they just stop trying like it's okay to figure out mid degree and i had a very big like i was really resentful to a lot of people who got into med school and then quit to do something else because i'm kind of like that's what was mine and you just you just gave it up what the fuck but then i realized it's okay to be in third year and think "Mm, that's not for me you know i have a very good friend of mine who um i think he got into law or something and towards the end of his degree he's like ah let's do marketing he's a dj now and he's a marketer and he's living his best life he's he's, like he's so successful because he found this inner happiness and what drives him and whatever once you find that inner happiness and your passion you can succeed at fucking anything yeah because you're happy yeah that's true you know and that's the drive that you have you know and that's so fucked up, dog. But there are some degrees that people view as like silver bullets mm. to life. And I'm just like, there is no silver bullet. There is no <laughs> silver bullet degree. Like, this literally isn't. Cause like, I know, like, I know some of the smartest people like around, you know. And they, and when you hear like, even in my engineering class, you hear stories like people are doing engineering as a part-time thing. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a thing of. Sharp, I'm studying for this degree, Sharp, but this is my passion. When you've seen people, they're pushing, whether it's music, whether it's art, or they're pushing entrepreneurial things and everything like that. And it's just like a thing of, I thought engineering would get me to somewhere in life, but I'm realizing that it's not where I want to be. But because I'm already in it, number one, I'm already in it. There are people who are already invested in me to finishing this. I have to see it through, but otherwise I wouldn't see it through. You know what I mean? That's why a lot of them, they finish, that's why they like, 90% of engineers who finish engineering never go into engineering. You know what I mean? Very few of them go into it because it's just like, at the end, they start doing what they actually want to do. But I also think we shouldn't, um, we, we, we shouldn't forget the fact that we're in a country with like crazy high unemployment rate, mm-hmm. right? In order to follow your passions, you need to be able to survive and afford yourself. So some people are just there in a degree or in a job you don't want so that you get to a point where you are able and you have the freedom to follow what you want to do. So maybe, yeah, you're, you're doing this degree because uh, my parents wanted, but also I think our generation has gotten to a point where you're kind of like, in order to have the freedom to follow what I want to do, I need to be able to afford some kind of life because I can't follow my passion if I'm a hobo. Yeah, if I'm. But let's not let's not get away from from something that a lot of students experience, where they face difficulty in a degree and they want to drop out because it's difficult. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or someone faces difficulty in whatever they're doing and they don't want to stop. Like, 
you should not use what we are saying as an excuse to just you know what I mean no, to drop things because they become no, too I, difficult. I, I feel like at the end of the day, people need to be honest with themselves. Yeah. You know, if you're honest with yourself and say, okay, I'm dropping out because this thing is kicking my ass. And if you're a human being that believes in the universe and signs and all of that, you'd be like, you know, if this if this degree and this part are truly meant for me, it wouldn't be kicking my ass so, so much. Hard, yeah. You know, like you'd be like, but I'm so passionate about engineering. I'm so passionate about science. But why am I getting thirties? What the hell? But shit doesn't come you know? easy though. You shit know? doesn't come. I know. I'm saying you yeah. tried everything. You are trying. Like if if you're being honest with yourself, you're saying, okay, I'm really trying everything here, and it's really not coming together. But Is this my journey? Well, you haven't tried cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm joking, I'm joking, I mean, hey, I'm joking. Let's say you try to cheat and the person gets oh. caught, you're like, ah, yeah. Yeah, it's over. Ah, I'm it's over. Yeah, I think, I think that's where you get to the point where you're like, I'm, the thing I, is, I've seen, I think I've seen so many people who have the illusion of I've tried everything, you know what I mean? Mm. And when you start looking at the life realistically, you're like, motherfucker, you were writing on Monday. You started, yes, studying. You started studying on Friday because you were partying the whole week. Yeah. You didn't try everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it goes back to So the you have to be, be realistic. I feel like the first step, I always say this, the first step to you doing better and doing what is needed for you as a human being is being, being honest with yourselves. So many people just walk around life and they are so like oblivion to who they are as a human being and you think okay this person really really thinks they're a good human being mm. you're a fucking asshole my guy you know <laughs> you're a shit yeah, ass human, yeah, human being and that's where your problems are gonna come from you think you are this one person but the world views you this uh, as this because you are that and there's a, a divorce on that you know so something just is not aligning and you're gonna keep thinking why are people so mean to me why is this happening why are women not buying what i'm selling them you know Cause you're a fucking asshole. No, like, but you know what it goes back to. I saw someone have a TikTok about how this whole teaching kids that sharing is caring thing makes people it breeds entitled people. Because yes, sharing is caring, and asking politely is a good thing. But you should also expect a no. Just because you ask me politely doesn't mean yeah. that I must give you whatever you want. So you've got this like exactly. you got these entitled people walking around saying, Yeah, but I did what I did and I, I did my best and people are oh woe is me. You have to be <laughs> honest with yourself. Like it wasn't your best number one and you were not a great person number two. So obviously you're not gonna get those things. And sharing is not caring. And what if I don't fucking want to share? It's just mine. Like, like I don't think, think for me my problem is the problem is that and I think the sharing is caring thing especially I, I absolutely hated you know what i mean because what you're trying to say is that in order for you to be a good person you need to share what you have no, I need no. To motherfucking you. hell no who said i wanted to share like this is mine and the thing is what 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 irritates me is that a lot of the time the people who want to share things with them are people who would never share shit with you mm. them motherfuckers ain't gonna share nothing with you so dog if you if you having to protect your space is, is not sharing don't fucking share and also what are the limitations to sharing because there are people who walk around with STDs and say hey sharing is caring mm. you know so Catch that <laughs> No, but where are the limitations? <laughs> but you had to share that you had an STD. <laughs> That's the sharing. No, I'm sharing the thing with you. I'm sharing you the thing. My 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 definition. Man, I'm like anyone who knows me knows that I'm not a nice person when I'm hungry, and I really like food. Yeah. Right. So my definition of caring is, I care enough to share this food with you when I'm hungry. But also, those people also understand that if she's really really hungry, don't ask her to share. Because she will share with you, but she'll be very bad about it. 
Also, can we just get to a certain point in life where we just don't don't ask? <laughs> like, why would you? Oh, ask? So, don't ask. If I didn't offer you, yeah, don't like, like, yeah. You know what it means? Because I think I think the thing is like you know like when you that's why the importance of developing relationships comes in here to say like you can develop a relationship with someone and you know the people who you can ask things from and you know those that you can't. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you're around people long enough, you will figure out who they are. You know what I mean. And so, the people who you've developed the relationship to the point where you you guys share openly everything, ask from those people. But hey, chief, if you don't know, then they don't ask. You know what my favorite thing is when I'm driving, dog. Like especially around Joburg. Like if you if you're if you're not in Joburg, you will never experience this. But like you know, you pull up you pull up to the traffic light, and then you see you see bo bo Kimiturian guys, you know those guys. You know, like when you're in or your Rosebank or something or whatever, they always skip black people. Yeah. They never ask from black people. Uh. It's like it's literally they know that we ain't cool like that. No, also they, <laughs> like we ain't you know, cool like that. They're doing their social duty because they know. Listen, bro. <laughs> take from, from the white men. Take, take, no, but the mean, guy still has a family to take care of, so go take from the white man. No, bro. But like, but like, it's weird though. But if you're traveling with, with like a girl and their friends, fancy ah dog, yeah. ah they'll stand at your window. They're like ah motherfucker's gonna give me something. He has to be a good guy. He has to be a good guy. You know what I mean? But it's just like. They know who to ask and know where to ask. You know what I mean. So just to wrap up on that topic, right? What between the two of you guys? What do you think is what do you define as success? What's your definition of success? Of saying not just the number even monetary, but like if you ever get to that stage, like you, let's say we're manifesting right now, you know, what is your definition of success? That okay, cool. When you look back, like what do you want to be remembered as and say. Hey man, I succeeded at this life thing. What what would be your definition? My definition of yeah. I succeeded in life. Like, okay, I think I'm gonna answer it. I think your question is a two part. Like, what would I want to be remembered as, and what my definition of success? You know what I mean? Because I don't think they they're interlinked, but they're not the same. You know. So I wanna. The thing is, I wanna go down as a person. Like, if I die tomorrow, like people must be like. Hey, this guy did what he wanted to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? He like he he wasn't he wasn't the best at whatever, but he did what he wanted to do. You know what I mean? He was that guy when if he was around you, most of the time he was happy doing whatever he wanted to do. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what I want. To, that's what I want to be remembered as. And my and the thing is, like I've always said, like everyone when people ask me my number, I was I don't have a number. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I can today be in Durban on the beach and tomorrow I am in Bloemfontein. You know what I mean? That for me is happiness. You know what I mean? Experience like for me experiencing different people in different cultures is ultimately what I want to do. Like like being a pro traveler is what I want to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sadly you need money to do that. But like if if it means that earning 10,000 rand a year allowed me to do that, I'll earn 10,000 rand a year and I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm gone. You know what I mean? Success for me is that interaction with people. And that's why most of the time, if you're calling me and you're like, dog, we're doing this, most of the time, I'll be like, let's do this. Cold. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> at the end of the day, that's where I'm happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm happy doing because I'm just experiencing. Because I sometimes just walk around and I'm like, oh my goodness, I, like, I just love how these. I don't understand how these people are living. But it's so <laughs> fascinating to me. I just enjoy <laughs> watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's who I am. You know. Right. Lilo? Um 
Jeez. I think mine is um, based in a morbid fear of dying and not being remembered, which I've tried to work on in therapy, but you know, it's motivated me to do a lot of good things. So um, I want to be remembered as someone who, like if I die tomorrow, you're kind of like, oh, I'll miss her because she was this kind of person. And like, I have a significant effect in your life. Yeah. It doesn't have to be monetary. It doesn't have to like I I made I made a change. If you needed to vent to me, you knew I was there. I was that kind of person. Obviously, I'm broke, so I can't give you anything financial. So no one right now will remember me for anything financial except for the experiences I gave them. Um, and that's that's what I want to be remembered as. But personally, in terms of like my like you said, you don't have a number. Also, because inflation changes. So you can't really have a number if inflation exists. <laughs> so don't overthink it. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, look, success for me is just being able to make the people around me happy. And it seems kind of oh niche and whatever and philosophical, but genuinely, I am my happiest when the people around me are happy. Yeah. So if I can afford the life that allows me to have my people happy, then it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Okay. Like if and and. As it, this is like it's a, a trauma response apparently according to you know the woke people but um having the people around me happy comes second to my happiness uh-huh. which i mean That's at nice. some point i had to realize that some people don't care about your happiness but there are people who care about your happiness and if they're if they're happy then it's fine it's literally just and not not happiness but contentment like knowing that no matter how shitty things are in life you just reach a point where you're kind of like, I'm grateful for the shit I have around me. Yeah. Especially because I, I've, I've been through a lot of shitty things in the last 25 years, more specifically the last 10 years of my life, where I'm kind of like, I know for a fact that I could kick the bucket tomorrow. So I have to be at every point kind of like, I, I added values to people around me, you know? Even if I made them laugh or, you know, they remember me for something stupid, the people around me were happy. Yeah. So philosophical, but that is my success. All right. Also, also being woke is a trauma response. So. It is. It, is. it really is. Also, being self-aware is a burden and a half. I just want to be. <laughs> nah, bro. I want to be oblivious to everything. Like people who are assholes are the happiest. Yeah. No. Do you agree? idiots? Idiots are the most most happiest people. People they, who just don't know better. Like they're just doing. This is why I'm saying self-awareness is a problem. Now I'm like, oh, but how do my actions affect you? I just want to be happy. How does it contribute to the universe? Oh my gosh. The environment is suffering because of... Fuck that. I want a plastic straw. Yeah, drive a really expensive car that fucks up the... I'm not going to be alive anyway for the fucking three doors. What is it? Ozone layer. Yeah, whatever. Be happy, guys. And I told this to a friend of mine who's in a really bad state and she's like I want it like I want to change my time I don't like do it What's oh but thing? what about the people I'm like hey, oh, hey do they really? care about your happiness and if they really did care about your happiness they, they would be happy they wouldn't mind they would look at it obje- they would look at what you want to do objectively and be happy for you you know what I mean yeah. obviously if you say I want to change my life and I'll be a drag addict obviously yeah we can't <laughs> say yeah we can't we can't say that they have to be happy for you but objectively if it's a good thing that you're aspiring to then they they should they will be happy for you and also feel like we're, yeah. we're so worried about making things work um, that we kind of forget sometimes that things only will things only will work out if you're in a different space so right now i'm in this space and i'm trying to think if i leave this space what will happen here but i'm not aware of the fact that i need to leave in order for certain things to fall in line 
so quit your job bruv quit your job go back home be happy for a couple of months and then someone will meet you be like hey do you want to do something there billions of dollars um, be happy just to be, to be the responsible one on quit your job podcast. fuck what he says <laughs> pay <laughs> off your debt then quit your yes, job yes <laughs> yes right you don't want to be yeah, in debt just give you yourself pay. an advantage you know just pay off your debt first they don't they can't then follow your dreams <laughs> <laughs> they can't collect what doesn't exist <laughs> You know, for me, I've always maintained that. And, and people, they come to me and talk. You know, me being me, people always come to me and vent and say all their life secrets. And now, the first thing I always say, "Are you happy? Okay, cool. You're not happy. What you want to do? No, I'm not happy at this job. But okay, don't what another, another job. No, I want to do my own business. I want to do that. Okay, cool. Where? How are your finances today? Let me give you a realistic advice. I don't like giving people just the holistic. You know, philosophical advice yeah, of yeah, yeah, being yeah. Follow your dreams. No, yeah. like, all right, cool. Where are your finances sitting? Okay, how much do you owe? What's your debt situation like? Cool. Pay all that shit off, and then, then follow your dreams. Life. You know, you can so start. So, what's your what's what's your success story? What's your number? What do you want to be remembered for? Like, what what what's going on with your life? Um, <laughs> do you want a statue erected of like, you? Like, do, do or... we need to start saving yeah. up for the bronze statue? Do we like? I what? want the whole nine yards, man. Like, I want. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the thing is. For me, I've realized it's not even about the money anymore. It's, it's about making a change and real impact. You know, I'm so unhappy with the state of the world. Like, it, it almost physically affects me when I'm seeing so many injustices, you know. So, I'll, like, like Susan says, okay, cool, yeah, I'm looking for purposes for broke people, dumb people. But <laughs> what? I'm like, you know. So I don't, I, like, that is such a false code. That is always a false You always say that. I can go back to the archives and, like, Bro, you can go back to the altar. People who people who require purpose or what's it the meaning to life? Yeah, are stupid dumb motherfuckers who literally cannot do anything better with their lives. You know what I mean? If you know what you're doing with your life, you will not require a person no meaning to your life. Your life will not require meaning for you to be happy. So, but you were you were saying okay. So my thing is so triggering. Trigger. I don't understand. It's so tricky because it was like, oh, I'm looking for my purpose in life. You are triggering me right now. Anyway, I, I feel like I've always, I've always maintained that success for me is options. You know, mm. no limitations in life of what I can do and achieve. And it, I don't want money to be the reason that I can't do something. I don't want another human being to be the reason that I can't do something. The freedom to just say, I, I want to go and do something like this or like that, like that. Could be is that why you don't want to get married? Jeez, bro, right, that's a that, 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 that was that was sideways, yeah, but <laughs> like this this was a private conversation. My, my bad, my bad. No, but for real, for real. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Like later you just started a fight, dog. <laughs> like later on he's gonna be receiving a call. Wait, so you Wait, don't wanna get married? What are you doing here then? You said you were you saw a life with me. Yes, but not as, as a, a wife. partner. Not as a wife. Right? Also also like like this has to be a conversation. Why do people think that they can change your views halfway through a relationship? Exactly. Like we Bro. started as I didn't wanna get married, I don't wanna kill. Now it's like, but would it be but so bad for, for me? <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, but for real, you know, that's, yeah, it's, it's one of the reasons why I don't want to get married, you know, I, I don't want to be too tied down to something, I, I want to do something because I want to, not because, alright, it feels the right thing to do, okay, cool, now let's have kids, alright, cool, let's do, no, I, I want us to still be have, to be having that option of, 
okay, let's just get up and go do something else. You let's know, pack not up be... and leave. Do you know the yeah. irony is? I think you're gonna marry someone who also doesn't want to be tied down. So you're going to be tied down together, together. while yeah. you do have no, a thing. Like you're, gonna be, you're not gonna be tied down to the rest of us. You're gonna be tied to each other as you travel as the world, world. and yeah. life. And and that's for me. You know, like I, I just and I don't see it ending in just South Africa. You know, I want to see the world and impact the world in a different way. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna be a very sad life for me if I die without impacting the world. Um, it's a very deep savior complex, well, but yeah. no, I've always had that. You know, good luck with that. Good luck with that. You know, but for me, it, it might be even like I, this is how I stroke my ego and make myself feel better. You know, it could be me changing someone's life, giving them an, an opportunity, and that person goes on to be the next. Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's okay. Left. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you could, you could, you, you could like, affect someone's life, right? And I'm, I, I, I said Hitler because I don't want it to feel too, 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 yeah, because um, I've always identified with the villains. The villains always have a, a better story to tell than these heroes who just want to kick your ass. Now you're Batman. Batman. You know, Batman just comes here with his white privilege, kicks your ass. He doesn't know your backstory. He breaks your back. Now you have to look your life through a straw. I think the best villain ever was Cruella Deville because doesn't she have that one line that more good women have been lost to marriage than something else? I don't know. The point was women were lost to marriage. Good women were lost. To marriage. Mm. Oh my god. So yeah, villains. Villains, <laughs> villains. Villains are fucking amazing, bruh. Like, two favorite villains. Oh, wait, my favorite The Joker's man. I hated the fucking Joker movie. They should not have made it. But in okay. case, the Joker movie. Yeah, oh. I, like, the problem is with me is that who the Joker was to me is not what they portrayed in the backstory. You know what I, I mean? Mean, the, the, the You know what I mean? Because now it gave. Because he was. Because when you're looking at, at the Joker's progression, it was always a. Uh, I am I am the reflection of society. You know what I mean? That's he, what it is. The Heath Ledger. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the reflection to society. But now you're like, yeah, but also they he, laughed he at got, him. They laughed at him. They did this, and then he became this person. No, no. but okay, maybe the origins is from that. It's like, okay, cool. For me, the one from the Joker movie, the line that kind of also stands out is like. You know when the when, when the, uh, the the therapist keeps asking him, you know, can you change your thoughts? Like, all I have are negative thoughts. Like there's nothing more I can look. At. Like he looks out into the world and he tries to find trash. happiness and tries to do this and tries. But all all he has is negative thoughts. That's a reflection on society. Of like I look out to society, but nothing else comes mm-hmm. out. You know, because the therapist is like, have you gone out and met people and done this and done this and said. So, Right, that doesn't change my outlook on life. So I, these humans yeah. are shit. <laughs> so I dumped the Joker as my favorite villain. No, but he is. I, I think the, yeah. for me the Hitler, Hitler, Hitler Joker, Joker, Joker yeah. you know yeah. that guy. Beside the acting and everything, how Nolan wrote it for him. Yeah, you know was. that's how I always rate Christopher Nolan because how he writes his villains. You know, it's never just okay. I'm a bad guy. I want to destroy the world. Mm. There's a deeper meaning. You to can it, understand you know? it's why. Like, Okay, you guys are all walking around here and saying you are the good guy here, you are the FBI, you are the good guys, you are supposed to be the good guys. But let me show not. you how you're not the good guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. let me let me turn somebody and make him a villain, you know, and it literally left one guy, the last guy, I think it was Harvey Dent, and left him with a half face. I'm saying the half side, good guy, the 
other side bad guy yeah. you know and that's what life is that's society and it's no crazy. one is a fool and it's crazy how everyone still wanted to portray him as such a hero even though he had 10 left yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah mr white people yeah. was like put it on me yeah, let, him, let him have a good it's image my privilege. you know what i mean it's my, my privilege. privilege yeah but anyway who's your who's your favorite villain lockdown no come on yeah, well, that part wasn't so great because she could have used like faux fur, but yeah. uh, she had the right idea. Okay, my favorite villain is um, this guy from, from Black Panther. Yeah, that guy. The That's other one? The guy, the guy, the guy who's dating. Killer Mo- Killmonger. Killmonger. Yeah. Killmonger you I was going to say Michael B. Jordan, but yeah. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan, you know, that guy. Killmonger, yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, I get it. You know, I honestly get it. And we, we spoke about this earlier off air, but eye for an eye, you know. And when you have the power that these guys think they have, and you're just allowing them to keep on doing that, I think let's just shake up the world. Like literally, all the best leaders in the world want to just shake up the world. All the best people in the world, God wanted to shake up the world. Let's fuck it up. Yeah, just let's shake it up a bit, you know. And let's see what happens. I'm, I'm always game for that. Yeah. As lockdown said, bruh, don't be loyal to a cause. The cause <laughs> will always betray you. Oh my goodness, dog. And on that note, oh we'll my word. All right, Have cheers. Have a blessed week <laughs> ahead. Cheers, guys.